Undiscovered Planet podcast, hosted by Damo Sims and Nick Stapani. With me, Damo Sims, and my mucky, Mr. Nick Stepani. Yay! Hello, Damo! How you doing, mate? I'm good, how are you? I'm very, very well. Hey, Nick, this week we've got something very, very different. Um, instead of doing the usual show, we thought we'd get somebody on and just give him an interview. And a chap reached out to us by the name of Daniel Jackson, who we're going to speak to us very soon from the good old US of A. Daniel Jackson is a, a gifted uh, medium with the ability to communicate with archangels and spirit. With this information, he guides and assists others to fulfil their spiritual path. Now, Daniel loves calling segments where people can contact him and question him live on air. His main goal is to teach people about his reasons for existence and to help them to become a better version of themselves. It is with this intention that he operates out of a spirit of love and compassion. Daniel has been able to help many people in finding their true path with amazing results. Daniel takes extreme pride in his ability to answer all the unanswerable questions. So let's put that to the test and welcome to the show, Daniel Jackson. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing fine. How about yourselves? Very well, thank you. Welcome to the show. And of course, my co-host, Nick Stepani. How are you doing, mate? Hello. Yeah, good, good. And it's, it's a pleasure to speak to Daniel uh, with the old technology of the internet. So thank you. Yes, we have used the technology of the old internet. He held us back a little bit this week, and we do thank Daniel for uh, for sticking with us on that. So, Daniel, we've been looking at your um, your life in the in the the paranormal and mediumship. But what we wanted to find out, and what we always want to find out from our guests, and I think it's a good place to start, is back at the beginning. So, would, would you mind speaking to us, Daniel, please, about your life as a child? How how what was it like being a young Daniel? Um, life was very interesting. I've, I've seen spirit ever since I was three years old, but my entire family was seeing them at that point. We lived in a, uh, in a little town in a state here in the United States called New Jersey. And this is where the Hessians fought. Um, and on, in that town, there was a, this, this, uh, park, but it was, a again, it was a battlefield. It had a little hospital there. And uh, so a lot of, not just our family, but a lot of other families around the area were experiencing, uh, were experiencing spirit, uh, paranormal things. And uh, but so I've seen them pretty much throughout my, uh, all the way up into my teens. I mean, there was a time once when my sister was getting uh, ready for school and my mom and her, was helping her in the bathroom and I was there and uh when they went in front of this uh, door that had a mirror on it, uh, there was another woman standing in the mirror, and she had on a colonial outfit. Uh, there was another time when my brothers and I were downstairs watching TV, and when we were doing that, up two flights up my sister's room, or her record player turned on. Now, this is back in the day in the 70s when you would have to put that little record on a post and flip the switch and drop yeah. the record down. 
Yeah. And uh, that wasn't the crazy part. The crazy part was it was switching records. So it would take one record off and put another record wow. on. Wow. So yeah. th- this is something you you were physically seeing the records lifting and moving off and then another record. Oh, yeah. We would see that. We would also see uh, there would be ashtrays and glasses that would just fly across the room. Things would move all the time. Furniture would move all the time. When when these things were happening, Daniel, I mean, obviously, it's a really young age, so I suppose you were kind of bought into it kind of in a, in, in, in a, a controlled way, as in, like, you were, you were used to it by the time you were growing up. Did it ever yeah. feel Did it ever feel negative? What was your feelings when these things were happening? Uh, no, it never felt negative. They weren't uh, trying to, to harm us in any way. Uh, there was uh, one instance I wasn't there for, but my brother had told me about that because he lived in the house after we moved out. My brother bought the house. And uh, my my brother was talking to his daughter, and uh, she was doing a book report. And on top of the desk where she was was this big, giant, thick book. And the book fell off the uh, the table, and right before it was about to hit her foot, it stopped in midair. And then my, both my brother and his daughter looked at it strangely, like, what's going on here? She moved her foot out of the way, and then the book finally hit the floor. But, it, but the, he wow. said the book was – it, it would have broken her foot, it, her foot. Yeah. Well, Daniel, can I just fast forward and to, to the time when you were in your 20s? I read somewhere that you actually slept on the sofa for two years. Can you explain why? Oh, yeah. Um, that was because I, uh, I used to play in a rock band and I came home from a gig one time. And when I did, um, I laid down in bed and then I could feel something lay down next to me. I could feel the bed, uh, move and I felt the pillow, uh, depress. And that happened about three or four times. And then the fifth time when I finally went to look around and see what was going on, uh, whatever was there picked up the blanket that I had on top of me and it brought it all the way up to the ceiling and it shook it above me and then it dropped it on top of me. And then, yeah, then that, that scared me so much. That was a little bit frightening. And then I slept on the couch for two years after that because it was just a little, it was a little unnerving, I would say. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I, I can appreciate that, Daniel. I really can. I mean, what, what, what was the moment when you decided, you know what? I can now sleep back in my bedroom, in my bed. Do you, do you remember uh, that moment? I, I did. I actually moved to another bedroom in the house, but it didn't make a difference right. because when I was, went to that room, then I started having experiences as well in that room. Uh, one of them being my, my girlfriend was over and we were watching TV and she was at the foot of the bed and I was at the other end. And when we were there, uh, something about maybe four feet long and about two feet thick, uh, like a, a milky white looking thing came out of the closet and just, it was floating maybe about three feet in the air and it floated across the room and then it got to the other side of the room and then it just disappeared. And then my girlfriend turned around wow. me and she said, did you see that? And I said, yeah, I did. I said, let's get out of here. So, but I mean, there was always, uh, I always saw, shadow figures coming through the doorway and staring at me or staring at me from across the room. So I just, 
I, I was at that point, I just uh, kind of accepted it now being in this new place. Because when that happened, we had moved from state to state. We moved from New Jersey right. down to Delaware. So that's when that was happening. Wow. And then obviously in, in your 50s, you, you, you set up a, a quite a interesting paranormal investigation, didn't you, in, in the property? Yeah, we, we um, my wife had gone away on vacation uh, for about two weeks to see her daughter in California. Uh, and, the, and for those two weeks, I saw everything you could imagine that was going on in my house that was in a, in a scary movie. I saw uh, green and red mist pouring out of the walls. I saw uh, little skulls floating around with these red eyes and fangs. Uh, I saw these uh, seven-foot skeletons walking around the house. Uh, there was a point when one time my, my wife and I had this uh, night vision camera in the house because her son was bringing some friends over we didn't appreciate. Uh, mm. So uh, we set it up in my room because there was so much happening in the bedroom that, <coughs> excuse me, when, she, when we set it up, she walked out of the room and I went to sleep and I was only in there for about 10 minutes. And then I thought my wife was coming in to wake me up about something because I felt someone touch me. And when I rolled over, there was a seven foot skeleton standing next to the bed and he had his hands on my hip. Uh, and I looked at him Whoa. And, and I said to him, what do you want with me? What are you doing? And he had this like surprised look on his face and he backed up and I sat up out of bed. And then I, as I started talking to him, he just kind of backed up and he disappeared under the wall. And that was it. My goodness. And I, so what, you, what you're actually saying there, you actually saw a physical skeleton. It wasn't transparent or anything like that. It, this was a physical oh, no. skeleton. I, I always, even, even now, I, I still see physical ones all the time. But there was one time I, I was sitting in my, at my computer in the living room and I was waiting for my wife to come out of the bedroom because we were going to go out to dinner. And I saw a physical shadow of a person walk right past me and I thought it was her and I turned to say something to her. And, when, and then when I looked, there was no one there. And when I turned back around, right after that, my wife walked out of the room. Wow. Well, do you know what though? Damon and myself, we, we, we've been both actively involved within the paranormal. For, for, for many, many years, and I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, Daniel, and, and maybe Damo, you can come in as well, and whenever I experience something paranormal, I feel that I am so blessed to have witnessed that in that moment of time, yeah? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I, I agree with that, mate. I, I always feel blessed that I've had... Sometimes, I'll be honest with you, mm. I, sh I shit myself. But, but, but you do, you do. Yeah. I suppose it's different for us, Daniel. I mean, you you are um, you're, you're a medium, a sensitive. You see things, you understand them. You you grew up with them. I mean, people like myself and maybe Nick, we've kind of come in, come in at the back end of things, and we we are like grown adults that have been thrown into an environment where we're seeing things that shouldn't exist, but we're seeing them. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. I explain it kind of this way when uh, someone asks me, how do I get used to it? And I say, well, do you remember when we were kids and our mom and dad said it's vegetables? And then 30 years later, we love vegetables. Why? Because you just got used to it. You, you, you get uh, uh, in the very beginning, you feel like you're being contaminated with it. But, uh, but after a while, when it just happens so often, then 
it doesn't seem to phase you as much. Although I do see some, uh, I do see some very horrible things now. Uh, uh, I don't, but I don't always just see people. I see dogs, cats, horses, cows, fish. Uh, I always see a lot of beings from other worlds as well. Uh, so I absolutely see everything. But some of those beings that I see, uh, I see some of the things they do. Sometimes when they look at me, they will give me a regular face and then they're trying to intimidate me. So they will, because they're pure energy, they can manipulate themselves and uh, they will sometimes give me the scary face, but it doesn't bother me because I'm not scared of them. So <laughs> I just tell them to go away. Daniel, you say you see things from, uh, you know, other worlds. Would that include, and I'm, I'm being serious here, would that include you know, what we call aliens. Well, yes, that's what, uh, and the reason I, uh, well, I see everything. Uh, yes, they, they are aliens. Uh, but uh, what do you think archangels are? Well, they're not, men with wings. Yeah. they're not men with wings and shields and swords. They are what mm. we would refer to as sure. aliens. Be, just before we get on to the, the Archangels, which we really need to speak about because I'm, I'm fascinated by that side of things, can I ask you a quick question just about the childhood and growing up and your opinion on this? It's, yeah, sure. It seems that, which you probably heard a thousand times, it seems that, that lots of people, kids, um, have uh, imaginary friends, which I've always put that down as obviously they're seeing spirits. That's why I think people yeah, can are. see it. Why do you think that, that some kids grow up and they stop seeing <clears throat> their imaginary friends, the ghosts, but but you know, the spirits, but you but you've carried on. Is there a, a reason? Is, is it just is it in your DNA? Are you just Oh no, no. No, it has nothing to do with DNA. <laughs> has to do with your soul. Uh no, everyone is born with this. Uh, and the reason you were born with this is because it comes through with your soul. Um, and what happens is because when it comes through your soul, where your soul comes from is what we refer to as heaven. So everyone that is listening and both of you and everyone else in the world all came from heaven. That's where your soul comes from. And because it comes into this world brand new, you have somewhat of this ability because you are pure of heart because you haven't learned the ways of the world no one has taught you pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, uh, hate, any of that stuff yet. You are still pure of heart, and that's why they are able to see it at a very young age. But when they do get taught the ways of the world by parents and teachers and all that stuff, uh, then it, it just washes away. Uh, but there are some of us who are meant to keep it, and just most of us aren't. As I always say, say to people, some of us are just meant to be teachers, Everyone else is just meant to be a student, and that's just the way it is. You can't go to school. You can't go to college. You can't go and get a degree from college or something like that and then become a, a, a medium. Uh, you either have it or you don't, and it's that simple. So do you think that you can be attuned, for, for, for want of a better phrase, to, to be able to have that ability again, or do you think once you've lost it, you've lost it? Oh, no, yeah, well, no, once, you, once you've lost it, you've lost it. You're, you're just not meant to have it. Uh, you can get in touch with your own soul, uh, but people don't even want to do that. When, even when they want to do that, they only want to can choose for certain things, and they don't want to do it all the time. And that's what it's meant for, to, to be able to con connect with your soul you're meant to listen to your soul all the time, not just because you want to buy a, a diamond ring or get a fancy car. It's about following, listening, 
trusting what the information is and then following through what the information is trying to tell you. And people are just, they're just too pig-headed to do that. They don't want to do it. They, they don't want to listen to it because they want to be able to go out and do what they want to do when they want to do it. And, and that doesn't always work for us. We're, we're here for a higher purpose. We're here for a higher meaning. And people don't want to pay attention to that. But they don't want to pay attention because the world has convinced them that it's more important to have six cars and seven houses and 10 boats than it does anything else. So it's not really their fault. But, but we did relinquish the power over a long time ago. Uh, the only thing we need to do is take it back and stop letting them tell us how to live our lives the way they want us to live it and give them 10%. You've heard of those people. How did yeah. they know about 10% back then? Because the people who wrote the Bible and wrote all those scrolls were kings and queens. That's who. Well, it does, it, so it does raise a question then, which is, has got to be asked. That if we have the ability as, as children, as young children, and then we lose that every period of time, what, why do we sometimes then see spirits again? Is, is this, are spirits, ghosts, the same thing? How do we see them every now and again? Uh, do we... Well, because the, well, one of the reasons why we only, only see them every now and again is because some spirit want to be seen, but most of them don't. I mean, now that they are in spirit, they understand where they are. Right. They understand what is going on, and they are now living a life uninterrupted. If you were able to live your life uninterrupted without anyone ever bothering you ever again, would you want to be seen? No, I think I'd be all right, mate. I'd just chill, yeah. I'd just, I'd just chill out and enjoy yeah, my existence as, as, as a spirit. Yeah. Can we then just yeah, please? Oh, go on. It does depend upon where you go as well, because when you go into spirit, uh, you have a choice of either walking into the light or you remain here uh, in this low energy place. I call it earthbound, but it's not always earthbound because I see many other different beings there. Uh, but it's just a lower energy place, and some, sometimes they don't want to go into the light for many different reasons. But one of the main reasons they don't want to go is because when you wake up out of your body, uh, and you separate from your body, you get the perfect memories of your lifetime here, but you get the perfect memories of all your other lifetimes, and that does mean reincarnation. We all come back, just not, it's not for punishment. You just haven't fulfilled your purpose as your soul's purpose. But uh, when you get all the perfect memories of all your lifetimes, you're going to know when you step out of your body and you see that light, there's a possibility that you may go into that light and you may have to come back again. And sometimes they just don't want to come back and do this again because they've had so many lifetimes. They know how hard they are. So sometimes they just stay here. Okay. It's fascinating stuff, Daniel. This is brilliant. So thank you so much for speaking to us. Um, before we move on to, because we, we do really want to talk about your, your abilities as well and your readings and if you'd be so kind to, to demonstrate something with us in a minute. But before that, just quickly, Really interested in the the uh, archangels that you communicate with. Are are they all the archangels? How do they present themselves to you? What do they look like? Are they nice people? You know, what tell us about the archangels you speak to? Um, I I wouldn't say all of them are people because <laughs> most of the ones that I see are not people. I I only have a couple that I have seen look like people. Some of them look humanoid. Most of them don't. Uh, I have one, her name is Helen, and I do know she was a, uh, a human being, uh, and she was a, uh, an Egyptian princess a long time ago. Uh, when I see spirit, uh, these archangels in front of me, which is all the time, uh, I see eight-foot praymanuses standing in front of me. 
which is interesting because that goes back to next point, which is some people uh, who claim to have, have uh, met uh, aliens or interdimensional beings well describe the praying mantis. Yeah. Yeah, these, these ones are just uh, the ones that I see are in spirit. They just no longer need a body anymore, and they are just a higher a being of a higher consciousness. I've got to ask, I mean, no matter how used you are to seeing spirits as a child growing up and, and seeing people like Helen, the archangel who, who speaks to you, surely it must scare you to see a seven-foot-tall brain mantis. Well, um, in the beginning when I first saw them, I didn't see them as that. It, it took a it took a while for us to develop a relationship, uh, and once we did develop that relationship, when they started showing themselves, um, you know, I've seen so many different things, and I still see so many different things. It just it didn't really surprise me. I just looked at it and and saw them, and and I don't know. I was okay with it. With again, when you get used to seeing as much as I do, but. Um, I talk to other mediums all the time. Uh, I actually got to a point where I stopped telling them what I do see. Because usually when I talk to them about that, they just look at me with a puzzled look on their face because they, they, they say to me, I've never seen that before. I don't see this. I don't see that. So I don't bother mentioning that to them because they just, I, I know what I'm meant here for. Uh, by talking to archangels and they tell me what I was meant here for. Uh, and I know that there's no other medium sees what I see, but there's also no other medium that has what I have either. Uh, so there's, I have just something that's different than every other one out there that I just know they don't have it uh, because it only needs to be in one. Uh, so, uh, but um but yeah, you just you just kind of get used to it. Uh, but I, I know what they are. I know what they do. I know what they do for me, and I know what they do for everyone else. So it doesn't bother me. Any other any other uh, difference of like uh, some human beings look the same, and some of us don't. Uh, you have to when when you're getting the answers that I get, uh, and you trust them, and you follow through with them, and you know it's for good. Then uh, whatever they look like doesn't bother me. Are these beings around all of us all the time? No. Uh, uh, people, regular people, there's a, a big myth out there that people will say all the time uh, that my guardian angel is yeah. helping me with this or my guardian angel is helping with, with that. Yeah. That's not the truth. You have spirit guides who are with you, who are always with you, and other spirit are around you all the time. Uh, but you don't need a, a, an archangel to go get a freaking cup of coffee. Uh, you you have an archangel with you, or a even a what archangels call lesser angels because they just have less responsibilities. But you you would only have them is if you are trying to help masses of people, um, or trying to do good in a, in a mass way for this world, and trying to keep this world uh, together, and trying to keep this world a, a good place to be because. Uh, the Garden of Eden is not one little place. The Garden of Eden is the entire planet. Uh, but also, then again, we were not born of Adam and Eve or Adam and Steve, whichever you prefer. We were born of them, of which we call aliens. And, and they want this planet to remain in good health. And so you would have archangels who are with you, who, who are, you're trying to do that. But you also, you, you have them with you because you are performing a specific task that God wants you to do. 
and you are very aware of that task. I'm so that's the only reason why you would have them with you. I'm glad. I'm glad that you've just, yeah, just mentioned. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you just mentioned as well, God, there, because I was going to ask you. Um, that obviously you see the archangels. I presume that they report or communicate with the high being a God. Have I've you, seen him as well. I was going to ask. Have you? So you physically seen God? Yes, I've seen him five times. He's spoken to me eight times, um, and I get touched on my face for yes and no answers by the archangels. Uh, but I've been. Uh, six different times. Can you can you please? I mean, the first time that you ever experienced God was it? Can you can you talk us through that? Did you know that He was coming? Did you hear Him first before you saw Him? How, how did that? Uh, work? Yeah, no, it's, it's not like that. Uh, uh, I mean, I physically hear His voice, uh, but the very first time I had communication, um, He spoke to me two different on two different occasions. <clears throat> One of those occasions, I. Uh, I was I, I had just had an operation on my on my foot um, on diabetes and uh, and I, I lost my big toe oh. to diabetes and so I had this cast on my leg uh, and my wife was with me we were at this uh, shopping mall and I had told her I had to go to the bathroom and so she waited outside for me I walked in and I was uh, went into the stall was about to do my business and I heard a voice come through out loud and said. Uh, everything will be okay, my son. And I stood up and looked around because I was like, who's in here watching me? And uh, I didn't see anybody. And then when I finally got out of the bathroom, I said to my wife, I told her, I said, was anybody, did anybody go into the bathroom? She said, no. I said, so no one else came out? She said, no, I, I guess it was just you. <clears throat> so I told her about the voice. And uh, my my wife at that time was very religious. Uh, I was not, but uh, and her family family was, but she said, "I think maybe God spoke to you." And I was like, "Why would He speak to me? I'm just a little old me." But then there was another time I was on my motorcycle and I was I was separating from my wife, and I was riding down the road on my bike and I had music playing in my ears, and the music came to a halt. It just went and stopped. And when it did, a voice came in again and said, "Everything's going to be okay, my son." And then I, I pulled over wow. and I tried to get that song back to listen to it over and over and over again. And I did, but nothing came through. But it wasn't, um, wasn't until uh, I was with these group of mediums that, that were helping me to develop my, my ability. And uh, I, I was told to, uh, to do something called uh, to just sit across from someone and and to clear out our minds and put out my hands and let them hold my hands and a message would come through. I didn't know what it was called, but when I said it, uh, one of the other girls in the group said, oh, you're going to channel? I said, I guess so. I, I don't know what I'm doing. So we did that. And when the voice came through, uh, when God comes into the room, you know who's talking. Uh, and, and first thing he said uh, through this person, he said, hello, my son, how are you? And I mean, I turned around and I looked at everybody else and everybody else was looking around because the hair was standing up on their arms and standing off of their heads like they got shocked with electricity. It was amazing to see. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when, when God walks into the room and talks to you, you don't ask him stupid questions like lottery numbers and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You, you listen to what he has to say and he had a lot to say. Um, but when I, the first time I saw him, um, 
he came through. Now, again, because spirit is pure energy, they can manipulate themselves to look like whatever they want to. And the, I, out of the five times I saw him, he looked different on one occasion, but the other four times, uh, he looks like uh, what we would consider uh, the Greek god Zeus. Uh, he had long gray hair. Uh, he did have crow's feet. He was very muscular looking, uh, very well built, very handsome, that's for sure. But the other time that he came through and looked different, he was genderless. Uh, he just had a round head. He had two round eyes, a small tiny nose, and a small mouth. Uh, when I see spirit, they're always at a distance from me. When I see, they're like six or eight feet away. When I see archangels, they're maybe three or four feet in front of me. And then God is directly in front of me. Interesting now, then, is you said that, that one of the times you came through uh, with the round head and, and the, the round eyes and he was genderless. Do you think that that's probably his true form, but he showed you um, how you, you would expect God to look? No, um, because God is neither he or she. God just is. Uh, yeah, what I'm trying to say is when, when he came through looking like Zeus, do you think he was trying, he was presenting himself in a way that you would say, oh, this is God because of how he looks? Uh, you know, I just, I didn't guess or anything like that. Um, I, this overwhelming feeling came on me and I just knew it. It's, it, it's kind of hard to describe. It's got, he just, you just, yeah, when he came through, he just let me know. Uh, I mean, the first thing that came into my mind was father. Do you guys... So it, it, basically, it's it's within it's the love is within you, and and you just oh, knew. That, that, That's what you're trying you, to say, Daniel. You, yeah, is, 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 am yeah, I correct? You, you've never you've never felt anything like it. It's just right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You've you, you've wow. never felt anything like it. I, I just. It was so hard to describe. Um, I know when I when he did come through, and I when I, I I felt it first, and then I saw him in front of me. Uh, I started to cry. Wow! Why do you think, Daniel, that some people do experience that, and and others don't, and 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 even others that don't, who maybe are longing to to see God or or to to speak to God. Because he just wants us to know that we're not alone, that we are loved. Because he's he's neither a fearful God or a merciful God. He is a loving God. Mm. He, is, he is our Father. Interesting. Yeah, just, very interesting. It was, just, wow. uh, it was just a very overwhelming feeling. and then, But then we just mm. spoke and had a conversation. I, I didn't, I mean, he spoke to me, but I, but uh, one of the times he came through, um, I just saw him in front of me, um, and uh, and as soon as he came through, I, this is a <clears throat> like the, the second time I saw him. Uh, I just said hello, Father, and he said hello, my son. How are you? And I said I'm good. How are you? And he said I'm good. I said Is there something I can help you with? He said No. I said Is, is there anything you need? He said No. I just came here to watch, and I said watch what he said you and i said why would you and he, i'm sorry it breaks it just tears me up he he said yeah because he he said because you're my son why wouldn't i 
What do you say to that? Gosh, yeah, exactly. What did you say to that? My goodness. I just oh. didn't know what to say. I, I said, mm. I just said, oh. And then he just sat there and he was there and I could feel it, but he didn't say anything for about uh, 45 minutes. And I just, I had no other thing to say from that point because of, of the way he just, he said that to me. And so I just, I just let him be. And then he eventually just faded away and left. Well, if, I mean, so many people, Daniel, they, they, they go through all different, you know, life changing events and, you know, God forbid anything was to happen to you yourself and, and you, you fell on hard times. Now, if that happened or for whatever reason you were, you weren't your usual upbeat self, and you yeah. you called out, you spoke to, to you spoke to the Lord, spoke to God. Would would you have confidence in that presence of God coming to see you? Or I mean, how does it work? Because I'm I, I, I'm I'm not a skeptic in in in, in that sort of sense. I'm, I'm just want, I just want to know, you know, how, how it um, works. Would he come to you? He directly um, may or may not come to you because a lot of people who want to speak to God want to speak to him out of desperation. And he's not right. going to come to us for desperation because we are usually in desperation because we have put ourselves there. I, he came right. to me okay. because, because I am who I am. I work for him. And... Uh, I mean, one of the times he spoke to me, I, I just asked him, I said, am I doing everything that you wanted me to do? And he said, oh, yes, you're fine. I said, okay. Amazing. So, I mean, what, you, you the, the strangest part is everyone thinks they have all the questions in the world they want to ask God. But when, when you have mm -hmm. that overwhelming feeling that he is there, and then you see him in front of you, and he starts speaking to you and telling you how much he loves you, you lose all those questions because those are human yeah, questions. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I, I can appreciate that. I really can. My goodness me. Now, uh, am I correct in saying, uh, Daniel, there's, there is something very special about you, something unique that no other medium that you're aware of is able to do? Am I, am, is, is that a correct statement or am I talking toffee cut? <laughs> I don't know. That's it. Uh, it's not something I. Uh, it's not something I, I willingly do, uh, even though part of it I do, uh, because this is what mm. they want me to do. But it's something that just is, um, and that something is uh, when you stand up out of your body and you, you you're going to take a step to the left, you're going to look to the right, and a light is going to turn on for you, and that is your personal light. Everyone gets one, and you either walk in or you don't. And you walk in because it's your choice. Uh, no one else can keep you from going to heaven or promise you a spot into heaven. That's a bunch of bull, bull crap. Uh, right. You walk in by your choice, or you stay here by your choice. Um, but uh, that does depend on what kind of person you are, too. If you're a really crappy, horrible person, everybody, and you're just hating the world, uh, a lot of times they just don't go in because they want to remain. Because when you remain here as an earthbound spirit, you're still having your 
<clears throat> your your pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, and all that stuff. And some of them like to hold on to mm. that. Um, but in order to cross mm. over, you're, you're letting that go. Uh, but okay. uh, even though, uh, so that light will turn out, but there's always one other light that shines all the time. It is the, the light that shines all the time. We call it the light into heaven. It is for all spirit to yeah. be able to see. Uh, they can all see it. They can all cross over if they want to, but they have to want to do that. Uh, but also this this light that shines is also heard as well. Uh, so spirit can hear all of us here talking all the time. But because they are they are pure energy, they can block that out because it becomes like static after a while. It's like standing in a crowd yeah. and you, you're not saying anything and everyone else is talking. So they can tune that out. Well, with this one particular light that light is a soul here it is a, it is a soul that is in a body uh and and that, they can hear it speaking all the time too uh when you die this time around because you've both died a bunch of times uh you will go home you you will either go home or you will not and will stay here but if you're here now you have been home many many times uh, mm. you just don't remember right. if you if you remembered if you remembered heaven you wouldn't be able to function here on earth. So, so you go, you would leave your body, you would go home, you go to a holding place first so they can go over your life with you, and then that you would go home. And then if you have to come back, you have to come back. This particular soul does not go home. Uh, it has been here since the beginning of time. Uh, so, but in a sense, when someone says, oh, that person's an old soul, Everyone is an old soul because we've all been here many, many times. The average is between 26 and 29 times. Uh, but uh, so 26 but and 29 times. My goodness, mate. Yeah, well, wow. some, some people have been here a lot longer. Like I did a reading for a lady who'd been here 43 times. And uh, and she asked me if she fulfilled her purpose. I said, no. And she said that she had time to go uh, and do it. And I said, no, you've run out of time. That was my nice way of saying, or she was going to die soon. She did six months later. But anyway, um, wow, gosh. Yeah, I just know stuff. So, uh, but uh, uh, so this particular soul that is here, uh, when it when the body dies that it's in, another one is automatically born, so it can go in, and it just keeps going over and over and over again. It has to be here. That that soul has to be in this physical world in order to be this light to shine all the time so that all spirit could see it and hear it to know where to go. Mm. And that light, that light is me. Amazing. That's why, Absolutely amazing. That's why, wow. That's why I have such a relationship with archangels. And that's why I have such a relationship with God. Uh, because I am the closest thing you're ever going to get to that because I am a living, breathing, walking, talking archangel. Mm. Wow. I wow. I don't have the power I don't have the power to to heal as though uh, like Jesus did. The reason I don't is because yeah. uh, Jesus's soul was only here one time, and he was that in touch with it. Uh, as as in my bo book, I stated, and I I will st state it proudly, uh, as they said to me, and when they did sp speak to me on different occasions, they say I wear the crown of thorns. Although I cannot perform miracles, I am just like him, my brother Jesus. Lovely. So is, it, is this something? Do you know what? We could talk to you all, all, all for hours. We really could. Sorry, oh. <laughs> I know it's a lot, gentlemen. Sorry. 
can, can we get a, a demonstration then of if if you don't mind if you if uh, any messages that you've got or any kind of um if you feel anything around any of us um let me look at something real quick let me ask them something real quick okay um i'm just talking to them let me find out um how many times how many times um I'm just asking them some questions. Yeah, you're okay. You, you take your time, mate. <clears throat> um, Nick, you've been here 27 times. Uh, I've been here 27 times. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Damon, you've been oh, here 29 gosh. times. You're on the high, high side. I've been here 29 times. Yeah, that's the... Uh, I mean, but... You're being here as many times as you've been. Uh, what that just means is you haven't fulfilled your purpose yet. Uh, your purpose is not becoming a doctor or a lawyer or even a podcast host. Uh, your purpose is we are here to help each other just for the sake of helping, not because you can, but because you should. In a sense where someone mm -hmm. may come up to you and ask you for directions or something like that. What you're doing is... You're helping them to do something they cannot do for themselves, or you're helping them to figure out how to do it for themselves. Uh, but, um, but, and that's what our, our purpose is. Uh, uh, but the reason you just, yeah, you just come back over and over again is because you just haven't done it enough. We do it throughout our lives, but we don't do it as much as God would like us to do. Uh, so he just keeps bringing us back over and over again. I mean, proof of that is no one lives to be 150. I mean, besides at that point, it's going to hurt to pee, and who wants to be here for that? So, uh, but uh, but you, we keep they keep coming us back over and over again. God does not punish us; we punish ourselves by the choices that we make. Everything in your life is your choice. Uh, no one else is going to make that choice choice for you unless you are physically and mentally incapable to do that, and someone else has to do that because they're taking care of you. Uh, but everything is your choice. Uh, and your choice is based upon there's no there's no right and wrong there's no ethic failures and there are no mistakes there's only what works for you and what doesn't work for you and uh, and sometimes you have to go through some things that don't work for you in order to find out what does but some not everybody can do that because they just seem to uh, not learn lessons very well they if there's a if there's a nail in the floor and you try to walk through the doorway and you trip over the nail well they the answer to, to fix that lesson is to go get a hammer and bang it in. But not everyone does. Some people trip over that nail four or five times, or they just trip throughout the rest of their lives, never learning lessons quick enough. And you have to learn the lessons quick enough so that you can get to those points in your life that, um, that you are able to help these people who are going to, what we say, cross our path. Uh, they're not crossing your path by mistake or uh, a coincidence. They're crossing your path because it's meant to happen to see if you will do the, the point of fulfilling your purpose. And not everyone does because... I, <clears throat> I, 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 I absolutely resonate with that because I, I do think that no matter what we do in life, that whoever we come into contact with is for a reason. 
even if we don't know yeah. what that reason is. I, I honestly do. I really do Absolutely. believe that. Fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let me ask them something real quick because they're bugging me about something. Um, do they both have it? A bit nervous now. <laughs> so they haven't used. So they haven't used it. Is the bot sorry? I'm just asking them some questions. Um, uh, does, are they? They're not aware of it. Correct. Um, but so I, I was. I was. I was talking earlier. So I. I know. Um, I know, Nick, you're, you are just, I wouldn't say completely, but you are a little bit skeptical of some things. Uh, but um, that's because you just, you've heard some things that people say are, and you know, you completely know that it's complete and total uh, bullshit. Um, and that's why uh, mm. some mm. of it is a little bit skeptical to you. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've I, I've worked here in the UK with many many mediums, um, yeah. and on 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 national television. Um, you're you're, you're skeptical, you know. You know, it it varies with with who I meet. Really, I mean, some people are yeah. great, others are are not so great. Yeah, you're you're just skeptical of the medium themselves. Yeah, well, I, I, sometimes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but but both of you actually do have seen spirit on occasion, correct? I've had a few experiences that I, ca I can't explain. Yeah, I have. Mm, yeah, I have. That's right. Uh, do you know why? I, again, Don't know I think why. I I I've always thought up until this point that I've I've just been in either the right or the wrong place at the right or the wrong time, if you know what I mean. So it's just, it's a coincidence that I've kind of, uh, I've experienced something. Uh, I've, I've not really seen a full body apparition as it would be, but I've wanted to. Um, I'll be honest with you, I've wanted to. On a couple of occasions, I've had bizarrely really close experiences where, for example, I was lying in bed one night and I could hear somebody walking across the landing forward and backwards, forward and backwards. This went on for about 15, 20 minutes. And even though I always wanted to see a ghost, because I wanted that confirmation, um, I was terrified. I kept thinking, please don't open the door. Please don't open the door. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. So um, right. I've, I've not, I've not, I'd love to see it. Um, and even probably more so now, I think if I had that experience again, I would, I would say open the door or even open the door uh, to see if there was somebody there to come through to me. But I think that's because when you get older, you start asking more questions personally and you want to kind of verify things. You want some kind of, I suppose, you you want to um, know that you're going somewhere because it's inevitable. We're all going to die. So we just like to know that it's not going to be a black abyss that we fall into. We actually fall into meeting our loved ones. Again, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, no, it, it, it's just there. It's just, well, I mean, a lot of them, uh, because, they are, uh, because they are walking around and just piece of crap people, um yeah they're, they're when you're you're when you die you're kind of like on the in between um 
uh, it's not purgatory or anything like that. You're just you have a choice a choice to make, and you have to make it pretty quickly. Uh, so it will see, seem kind of dark at, at times, and you'll see a light off in the distance. Uh, but uh, some people just don't know which way to go sometimes. But some people are very adamant of which way to go. What, what, what about you, Nick? Do you see spirit once in a while? I have done in the past, yeah. Not not so much um, over the last, I'd say. Uh, well, I wouldn't say, I mean, it's very rare that I've seen what I would call spirit. I mean, I, I've had various things happen to me. Um, and I, like I said to you earlier, I, I, I just feel so blessed that I am in a position to have experienced whatever piece of evidence that is. You know, and I, I never forget. I mean, people often ask me, Daniel, they say, Nick, when we, you know, how did you get into it? When was your first uh, paranormal experience? And I always say it was when I worked at a theatre in, in the centre of Northampton uh, in, in the UK. And um, I was working on a, a show, a pantomime show. And my follow spot, the spotlight that I was operating, flew across the auditorium. And I was about 18, 19 at the time. But then I realised, hang about Nick, because I grew up in a tiny, tiny little hamlet in the centre of England in a big farmhouse and my brother at the time <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it now but he did a Ouija board and I saw what I could own and I was only about four or five Daniel and I saw what I could only describe as a glow worm inside the middle of the glass and I'll never forget that and it was like it was like a and I don't mean to be silly it was like a glowing uh, fluorescent Casper the Friendly Ghost type thing yeah, and I think that is my first ever paranormal investigation. Well, not investigation, but paranormal experience. Well, here's a, here's a little bit of advice with that. Uh, don't play with Ouija boards, uh, and the reason being is because they are not meant for good, nor is it meant to be a game. Uh, they were brought out to be uh, for negative things. Uh, the unfortunate part about that is is whoever owns the uh, Owns owns the Ouija board. Whatever does come through, and if something negative does come through, it will stick with that person. What, what I mean, what uh, about if if people, you know, I think they just made it. It wasn't an actual, you know, board. I think they made it and they put out the letters on the table. Yeah, does that make any difference? No, <laughs> no, it doesn't make any difference. It's it's that's to open up doorways and and. The problem is people think they're closing a doorway. They're not. They don't have the ability to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, don't, so, don't ever, so your advice, Daniel, but, do not do not mess with Ouija boards. Yeah, don't mess with Ouija boards. Uh, but the the reason um, I I say to you uh, because as I'm being told, uh, I know you both have a fascination with this a lot, uh, but. Uh, out of the reasons of uh, a little bit of fear, like you said, Damon, uh, you actually were one of those people who was meant to keep it. Right. That's interesting because you're not the first person to say that. That's why you guys see it. I wish I could get it back. I wish I could get it back. Yeah, the... (laughs) 
you you were you were meant to keep it, but the both of you. Uh, but the reason being, um, the, the the thing that takes it away from us, uh, the one thing that takes it away from us the most is fear. Uh, when we have just even a little bit of fear of it, um, I I was never really afraid of it uh, growing up as a child uh, because my my brothers and sister would and family, my mom and dad would just reassure everything was okay because uh, I witnessed it with them and I was such a little kid, you know, I I had that pure heart. Um, but it was seeing them all the time just getting used to it, it never really frightened me. I just always curious about it. Um, except for that one time it dropped that blanket on me. Uh, but but then again, it still didn't, I wasn't completely frightened. I was just like, I got to get away from this because something, I thought it was something bad that was trying to hurt me uh, because it did that. But it didn't really hurt me. All it was really doing was just trying to get my attention. But the reason both of you uh, have experienced these things is you were both meant to keep it right. and use and but and you still could Ooh. it's still there it's always with your soul it's still there but in order for it to move forward uh you would have to uh when i wrote my book or or even before i wrote my book when i accepted this that i was going to move forward with it i had to have a sit down talk and and talk with god i was on that brink of of uh being at rock bottom i i didn't know where else to go i didn't know who else to turn to i mean even had that paranormal group come to my house and they got so much information that they quit on my front lawn and didn't want to come back they were so i'm they were i mean the things that were going on in my house that they were witnessing were not scary by any means but it was just a lot uh and uh which made my wife and i feel good because i knew i wasn't crazy uh, but uh but it but it is but you can't go into it with any fear when i had when i was deciding i was gonna move forward because i had just left uh talking to a medium uh she said that i i needed to do this i had to have a talk with god and decide what i was going to do she explained that to me and i was like decide she said are you going to use this ability because you do have one but are you going to use it and if you're not going to use it tell him you're not going to use it or if you're going to use it then tell him that and ask for his help and that's what i did when i did that everything started to change for me so i was i was at like i said i was at rock bottom i i didn't have anywhere else to turn i i almost felt as though like a like I was going mad out of my own mind because I was seeing and experiencing so much things and no one had answers for me. So I figured if that's what I need to do, well, then God would have answers for me. And he did. And then I decided to move forward with it. Now, uh, you always have the possibility to do that. But in order to do that, you have to be right with yourself. You have to go in with no fear whatsoever uh, it takes a lot of practice to do what I do. Uh, it takes a huge commitment to do what I do. And uh, everything in my life, the reason I'm sitting here now to do this interview, I, some, I got invited to go somewhere else today, but I didn't go <clears throat> because <clears throat> this takes precedence over everything. Whenever this comes up or 
if there's a, an event for me to go to or someone does need help or I bump into someone and, in, in, you know, we bump into people in the parking lot of somewhere and I get a message for them, I give it to them. This takes precedence over everything. So in order to be this, you are this and you have to be this all the time. And not everyone can do that because it will it will overtake your life to, an, to a pretty good extent. Uh, so, amazing. yeah. If, amazing. You guys, Absolutely amazing. You, I mean, Daniel, you so, can, just want to say, just, sorry to, to jump in, but thank you so much for, you know, um, thank you so much for saying that, you know, this takes precedent because that, yeah. to me, is just wonderful. It does, Absolutely yeah. wonderful. It's, it's, and, um, it's because of who you are. It's because when spirit come around you and show themselves to you because they're only for one reason. Spirit can see your soul inside of your body. When a spirit sees your body, it only sees the body frame. Uh, it's not as solid as we think it is. And But they see a light inside of you. And when they see a light that's a little bit brighter than everyone else's, then they will materialize. You will see things because they know when they see a light that's brighter, they know that they can communicate with that and they can communicate with that person. And that's why you have the experiences you have. But not everybody gets that. Okay. Wow. Well, listen, as I said, we could talk for hours and hours and hours, but sadly we don't have time. Maybe we'll get you back on the show again, Daniel. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Listen, it, if anybody wanted to, to reach out to you, I believe your website is spiritmediumdaniel.com. Is that correct? Yeah, man. You guys did your homework. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, no, listen, Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to to speak to Damo and myself. It's been an absolute oh, pleasure. And, you know, good luck with everything you do. Uh-uh. Uh, thanks, but there's no such thing as luck. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. Everything happens. This is not another show. That is another yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah. It just happens because it's meant to happen. That's all. Yeah. I'd like to echo as well what, it, what, what um, Nick just said there. So, Daniel, again, for myself as well, Damo, I'd just like to say thank you so much for spending your time tonight talking to us. We really do appreciate it, and we send all our love to you guys over there. And uh, let's speak to you again in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you guys want to do it, just uh, just contact me. Yeah, and uh, and uh, so one of you guys, uh, send me a friend, uh, a friend request on Facebook. That way we can keep in touch. Definitely. Definitely, we'll do that straight after the show, maybe. Absolutely. So, uh, once again, though, Daniel, thanks for being on the show. You're gone. Sorry? No, I was just going to say, you know, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, and I've got to just say one more thing, and it is this. Love your long time. Okay. Right, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's his tagline. It's me talking, and he keeps playing it to wire me up, mate. Um, Yeah, Daniel. Whenever my phone, whenever I get a message on my phone, have you guys ever heard of that movie called The Sixth Sense? Yes. Okay, so whenever my whenever I get a message on my phone, the 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 uh, the message thing let it, lets me know that there's a message there. That little boy says, "I see dead people." Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I I work. Oh, oh, oh wow, da- Daniel, I work with Nick, so I see stupid people, right? Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, but, I I'm around those people too. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Like I say, th- thanks a lot anyway, mate. It's been, really? been a pleasure speaking to you, and uh, we'll we'll speak to you again soon. Okay. 
All right, awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate Take it. Take care. See you, mate. Bye-bye. Thank you, too. Bye-bye now. Bye. Absolutely fascinating interview. What, what do you reckon of that one, Nick? Oh, I loved it. Absolutely fantastic. What a really nice good. guy. I know, we had really some, good. I know we had some kind of outlandish kind of experiences in that, which, again, we weren't there, so we don't know. Um, but extremely Well, this is it. Exactly. This is, this is what I say, Damo. I say, you know, anybody who experiences anything paranormal, yeah, if you weren't there, then you can't truly, truly comment. No. Simple as that. Look, either way, mate, fascinating chaps. I've got a kind of nice, warm feeling from him as well. He seemed like a nice guy, didn't he? Yeah, lovely. Very nice. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I, do you know what? I think when he said about um, uh, there's no such thing as luck, I think we should do a, uh, a show on that because that it is another show in itself. I, it I, really is. I completely agree, mate. I do completely agree because I think luck is, a, is an interesting thing. I mean, we're talking about destination, destiny, aren't we? Like kind of where we are, where we're mm. meant to be. Um, yeah, I th- do you know what? I think we could find some really interesting stuff to talk about on that. So, yeah, luck will be coming up, guys, in the future. Uh, just want to thank everybody once again for listening to us. We do appreciate each and every one of you. You, 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 you and you. We appreciate all of you. Uh, please do share the podcast with all your friends and family. Let's keep the things going as they are. Me and Nick are really enjoying this journey, aren't we, mate? We certainly are. And the way I look at that is luck be a lady tonight. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and on that note, mate, I think we'd better say goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Discovered Planet Podcast, hosted by Davo Sims and Nick Stapani. Brought to you by Screaming Head Productions and SPN Media UK. Today's researcher, Emma Botley, has meticulously delved into the depths of knowledge to bring you this captivating episode. Sponsored by Studio 2 in Northamptonshire and Paralysis Escape Rooms in Stoke-on-Trent.